In an election that will determine the fate of the entire universe, there's only one podcast holding politicians accountable. Scott Morrison, Anthony Albanese. Who will lose? Find out on The Chaser Report, Election Edition. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report, Election Edition for Friday the 29th of April. Dom Knight here with Chaz Lucidello. Hello, Chaz. Hello there. I can't believe I'm back in the election. What a ride. Yeah. I mean, you normally cover American elections, which are actually interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I, I've only been paying attention for 48 hours. And so far, I'd have to say, not the most interesting election. But, you know, I'm about to tell you some some life lessons I've learned in 48 hours. 48 hours of Chaz watching the election. We'll find <laughs> out about that soon. Uh, it is 22 days until the election, which is horrifyingly long. Mm. We're also going to have a chat to Independent Senator Rex Patrick of South Australia, who's running for re-election asking for an integrity commission. We've got, got a little tricky little quiz to put to him about the cost Ooh. of living as well. Excited. Also, Chaz, you know, yesterday John Delmenico uh, told us he's been watching Sky News around the clock. Yes. You've been watching an even more obscure <laughs> Sky News channel. I didn't even know this existed. Yeah, I've been watching the Sky News election channel. And I, I would recommend it if you're into the election because that's, that's Sky News but without Paul Murray and Andrew Bowles. So, yeah. so there are certain advantages to the Sky News. It's basically wall-to-wall press conferences. And they repeat them as well. Just in case the first time you saw, say, Barbie Joyce wasn't enough, you can see him three, four times in a row during the day. I really want to get the ratings <laughs> figures to find out if you were literally the only person watching that channel. I suspect you were. Also, Alex is going to join us to talk about a stunt where he tried to take Scott Morrison a very special gift. But before we get into all that, Chaz, just a couple of bits of breaking news from today I want to get to. Really shocking stuff, actually. Mm. Uh, Today's the day Albo gets out of ISO. Anthony Albanese is back. But also, did you know Labor's deputy leader has tested positive for COVID? So the deputy's in as well. Oh, did, did, do we know if you got it from Albert? It's a good question, yeah. but the even bigger question is, did you know who Labor's deputy leader was? Uh, well, is Tanya Plibersek, is that right? No. No, i got no idea. Um, so just bear that in mind when I tell you the lessons that I, I learned in the last 48 hours. Yeah. I don't know who Labor's deputy leader is. Tanya got dumped after the last election because she was with Bill Shorten and they lost by a record amount. Uh-huh. Um, Jim Chalmers. Jim Chalmers. Is the Treasury uh, spokesman for Labor, but he's not the deputy Oh. The deputy is, let me read this off the screen, <laughs> a, a, a Richard Miles. Richard Miles. I, he was on Sky News a few years back. Is he still? i got no idea. <laughs> he's been flying right <laughs> under the radar. So this is the man who will be the deputy prime minister. Uh, he he's won't be on the campaign trail for seven days. Frankly, that won't make any difference to Albo's chances on election day. <laughs> so are you telling me I shouldn't feel ashamed about the fact I had no idea who he was? I think you're in very good company there. <laughs> That's good. Um, but also, some breaking news from the AEC. A man by the name of Malcolm Heffernan mm. is in trouble. Uh, he's being investigated because he's been declared as a candidate for two separate divisions, two separate electorates in two separate states, Banks in New South Wales and Brand in WA. So it's the same candidate, One Nation? Yes, One Nation in Banks and the Australian Federation Party in, in Brand. So, oh, so it's a different party. Yes, in, so one, na- one nation in New <laughs> South Wales and the Federation Party, which I've never heard of in WA. See, I tell you what his problem is. His problem is that while Western Australia and New South Wales are actually two different states, it's still one nation. <laughs> and you'd think he would know that better than anyone. I see what you did Given there. he's a candidate for one nation, at least in one state. All right, let's get into all this right after yeah, we okay. check in with Charles's daily election wrap. This is the wrap for Friday the 29th of April. 
Always the charmer. Scott Morrison has attacked Anthony Albanese for not working hard enough while recovering from COVID. He's had a pretty quiet week. Uh, I remember when I was in ISO, I had a very busy week. But Liberal Party insiders have downplayed the swipe at Albanese. Turns out Scott Morrison's definition of a very busy week is just any week where he doesn't pop off to Hawaii in the middle of a crisis. With Albanese back on the hustings, it's now Deputy Labor leader Richard Miles' turn to catch COVID. Deputy Labor leader Richard Miles has now confirmed that he has tested positive to COVID. Watch out for Morrison to start attacking him the coming days too. After all, attacking the sick and vulnerable is a long-standing policy of the coalition government. Just ask anyone on the NDIS. Meanwhile, Morrison has been caught fibbing about electricity prices. He claims prices are down, but the energy regulator says they've spiked sharply in recent months. Labor says its plan to rewire the grid to optimise it for renewables will cut energy bills by hundreds of dollars by the end of the decade. But the coalition says its plan is better. It's called the Australian Domestic Gas Security Mechanism, and it allows the government to force gas companies to sell fossil fuel gas locally rather than export it. The only problem? Morrison has never, ever, ever triggered the mechanism, even with gas prices at record highs. So, to be clear, he did nothing in the middle of a crisis. What was that about a work ethic? Finally, another Liberal Party MP is in trouble in their seat. Fiona Martin holds the inner-city Sydney seat of Reid by 3.2%. But now a former Liberal Party member is running as an independent and preferencing Labor, putting Martin at risk of losing her seat. Remarkably, and this is absolutely true, the biggest issue in that seat is about a roundabout. Labor says the roundabout outside DFO Shopping Centre in Homebush is one of the worst in the country. And Libs agree. They've promised $100 million to fix it. The only problem? Morrison promised $50 million to fix it three years ago and then did absolutely nothing. That's the election wrap for Friday the 29th of April. We'll be back in a sec. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Chaser Report. All right, so Chaz, at the start of the show, uh, mm. you revealed that you honestly thought, I don't think you're making this up, <laughs> no. that Tanya Plibersek was the deputy leader, which I, admittedly, until three years ago, she was. I've been checked out for about five years. from Australia. Basically, since we last made an, an Australian political show for The Chaser, I've paid zero attention to Australian news. Like, apparently Barnaby Joyce had a love child. That's all I know from the, from the last six years. And so I just checked in because you asked me to do something. So I just checked in 48 hours ago just to brush up on what's been going for the last six years. And I did that by watching press conferences wall-to-wall on the Sky News election channel. I know nothing 
that wasn't on a press conference in wow. the Sky News election channel from the last 48 hours. How obscure are these press conferences? I mean, are they mainly from major party figures? Or basically, if you're some random independent and you've got one person turning up to an event, will they still broadcast it on Sky? Well, I did watch a debate between the three North Sydney candidates. Oh, wow. <laughs> which went for like an hour and a half. <laughs> so I did watch that. Uh, I'm, I'm right across North Sydney issues, let me tell you. That was where I grew up. Yeah, I know. Well, even though I don't know who the candidates are. <laughs> I can tell you all about it. Uh, but n- normally it's the major figures. It's like Jim Chalmers and, and Barnaby Joyce and those kinds. Yeah. All right. So what did you learn from watching only the Sky Election <laughs> Channel? I've learned so much. Okay, first of all, I learned that elections are full of lies. And let me tell you what I'm talking about. For example, I've been promised repeatedly over the last 48 hours by Labor that a triple whammy is here. What? I've been told over and over again, every Labor person goes, oh, the Liberals have delivered a triple whammy. This Prime Minister has delivered a triple whammy. Now, they, I think that they might be referring to, to, to inflation and, and cost of living and, and, and wages, but they keep on saying that, that Scott Morrison delivered a triple whammy. Now, to me, that can only mean one thing. It's very exciting. It means they've brought back Press Your Luck, which was <laughs> where the triple whammy came from. Beloved 1980s game show, Press Your Luck, is the home of the Triple Whammy. So if the Triple Whammy's back, they must have brought Press Your Luck back. Was that the show where, as the thing was spinning or whatever, it just went, no whammies, no whammies, yes. no whammies, no whammies? Exactly. And then, <clears throat> double whammy, triple whammy. And Scott Morrison's brought it back. Very exciting news from Labor. Makes me want to vote for Scott Morrison. But wait, Dom, it's lies. It's a tissue of lies. Now, upon my research, I've discovered not only is Press Your Luck not coming back, but beloved 1980s game show host of Press Your Luck, Ian Turpey, is actually dead. Oh, so it's no. never coming back. Labour, full of lies. Why wouldn't they have called it a trifecta? A word people actually know. I have no idea. All I know is that's one massive broken promise right. and they're not even in government. So that's the first thing I learnt. Second thing I learnt, policy, Dom, is extremely confusing. Okay. And let me tell you what I'm talking about. Apparently, we're in the middle of a cost of living crisis. That's I've heard this over and over again over the last 48 hours. Inflation's rising. And I should say, by the way, we, we were expecting inflation off the back of the pandemic mm. because prices didn't go up during the pandemic. In fact, they went down a little bit. So you'd expect inflation to make up for those. But regardless, inflation is happening. Cost of living is going up. So what can the government do? Now, according to the Liberals, according to the Coalition, they're offering a payout which, of course, is going to drive up inflation. But let's say that it's a, that's a strange solution to high prices. Yeah, so if you <laughs> give everyone money, then they can afford more stuff, so prices go up more. Exactly. A right. strange solution. Labor have actually acknowledged that. that Jim Chalmers specifically said that this was inflationary right about the time he said he was going to support it, which is, <laughs> which is very confusing. <laughs> but, uh, but that's not all. The Liberals have pointed out that since inflation is so high, this is what Scott Morrison's saying. Since this is a terrible economy mm. right now, now more than ever, we can't afford to risk voting out the people who brought us that terrible economy. We, we, can't, we can't risk the uncertainty, Dom. We can't afford the uncertainty of voting in someone who didn't bring us record inflation. So that is very confusing. So I, I'm not surprised to hear <laughs> you say that Labor's position is it's a terrible idea which we fully support. That's <laughs> yes. what they've been doing for the past yes. three years. What I want to know, Chaz, is what yeah. are they going to do if they win government? Yeah. Where are they going to get their terrible ideas which they fully support from? That's a great question. <laughs> That's an excellent question. They should appoint Scott Morrison as their policy advisor. I also learned that Jason Clare, I don't want to get personal here, but mm. Jason Clare, a ginormous hypocrite. Oh, really? Massive hypocrite, Jason Clare. He's a pretty good performer, but hypocrite. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. He accused the Liberals, in particular Scott Morrison, of being out of touch. Right. 
literally less than 60 seconds later, after he accused him of being out of touch, he said that Scooby-Doo couldn't find Alan Tudge. He's accusing other people <laughs> of being out of touch. He's using 40-year-old references. <laughs> Ginormous hypocrite, this man. Also, I yeah. doubt that Scooby-Doo is a very good detective. Well, yeah, he, he undoubtedly could find Alan Tudge. I've got the information in the phone book. Under the mask of the skeleton at the theme park. Maybe we should find Richard Miles and then get Richard Miles to tell me who he is. Um, the bottom line, though, what I learned is that none of these people are trustworthy to deliver on what they promise, but why not, might not be possible to put a dent in the cost of living if you're a politician, even mm. though they, they pretend they can. Australian wages are also already very high. They talk about how low Australian wages are. When you compare to other countries, then mm. Australian wages are actually quite high. Trust me, I, I study America. They, they got low wages. <laughs> but there is one area I've discovered that we can totally trust our politicians. Like, quite seriously, they are world class in this one area. And that is, they have a proven track record when it comes to weight loss. Oh, right. They, like, honestly, I, I, I have been out. For six years, I tune in and I've got, well, is, this, is, is this the new Marvel superhero I'm looking at or is it Anthony Albanese? Anthony Albanese and Scott Morrison, they both look fantastic. They both, both lost so much weight and it's not the first time this has happened. Kim Beasley did it. Politicians over and over again somehow managed to lose 20 kilos, bang, when an election's coming. They should be weight gurus. They can't, true. They can't do anything at cost of living but I would hire both of them to be my personal trainer tomorrow. I would trust them with my weight, no problems. Okay, I wouldn't probably wouldn't hire Barnaby Joyce to be that. He could be my dating app. But I would hire these guys to be weight loss consultants every day of the week. And that for that, they should be proud. And only that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's the one thing Anthony Albanese has really achieved in three years is the, the, the elbow body sculpt diet. I wouldn't know how he's done it. That's all he should do. When he comes back today... I want him to shut up about triple whammies. He's going to talk triple whammies, I promise you. I want him to shut up about triple whammies. I just want him to go bit by bit. Tell us what he has for breakfast. Come on, Albo. Do it. I want to watch him do a triple lift. <laughs> Election news you can't trust. The Chaser Report. Now, Alex is with us to talk about a stunt that he did this week. Hey, Alex. Hey, hey. How you going? Now, you've been uh, visiting the Prime Minister. Yeah, see, I've, I've tried to visit him multiple times and he just keeps ducking me. Like, I, I don't really understand. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to help him out. Uh, I understand that he really likes coal. He does. He seems to be a big fan. Um, so I just thought I'd bring him some because, you know, elections are really stressful and, you know, sometimes you just need need something co- to comfort you. you know? Just to relax him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> friend from home. Yeah. Stress relief. Um, they can sort of just give it a little cuddle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how lovely. Um, but it, it was actually quite quite tricky to do because um, first I was like, oh, great, I can just bring him coal. Like I've got one of my best mates uh, works as a blacksmith. So I'm like, we, we have all this coal. Like we could do this. And Charles immediately cancelled the idea because apparently it's like poisonous or something. Like you can't – you might get in a bit of trouble spreading coal dust around someone's office. Right. So uh, when so he was came and brought, brought a lump of coal into the parliament and said, don't be afraid, we actually should have been afraid. Yeah, we should have been very scared. Right, okay. <laughs> so just to be clear, assassinating the Prime Minister is out? Yeah, apparently, according to Charles. <laughs> yeah, so Charles has really changed. Yeah, the policy has really changed around here. Um, but I, I, got, I got charcoal, which is like equally filthy but maybe less toxic. Um, and yeah, put it in a big sack and went down there and it was just like <laughs> leaking all over the place. It was like <laughs> black coal dust everywhere. But I, I was a bit confused because usually when we go in and do this kind of stuff, like there's some amount of at least confusion, if not banter, like the, the person doesn't know why you're there and mm. they're trying to work out what, what your purpose is. 
but she was onto it from the start. Like <laughs> as soon as I opened the door, she just ran behind the counter, like hid behind this wall and just started shouting out like, leave. That's the chaser feeling. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> congratulations, Alex. So that means your photo has finally been circulated yeah. in <laughs> See, the PMO. What I assumed it was is that I was dressed in high vis because I wanted to look like a coal carrying like a uh, delivery man. Um, and oh. I assumed that they were like, we've got no photo ops today. So if they're in high vis and they're here, they must be pissed off at us. Like yeah, that must be or, or, or must just be an ordinary worker coming exactly. to the PMO. They wouldn't want that. <laughs> so what anything to do with that guy? So where is it in a skyscraper? Like where did you have to no, go to do it? It's on the second floor of a building in Cronulla. Oh, yeah, you're like into the electorate office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, do we know if Scott Morrison got the, the charcoal? Oh, well, let's see. I need someone to sign for a, for a delivery. Uh, it's just cold. Don't, don't be afraid. Okay, Is there any other way to get it to Scott? Oh, okay. Thank you. Well, it's a bit messy, but it's 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 clean. It's clean coal. Okay. Um, if there are any problems, we'll come back and, and clean it up by 2050. Mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge success. I yeah, I did not <laughs> expect them to take it. We were we were prepared. We brought a dustpan and broom. We were prepared to like clean the whole thing up. And then we're leaving, we're like, well, I guess they want this here. So basically what you've established is that the security at Scott Morrison's lecture office is so lax <laughs> that you can just bring in a bag of anything yeah. and leave it. That's, yeah. that's the yeah. way it works. That could have been a human head. It could have been anything. Been. It should have been. <laughs> next next time. It could have been, I don't know, a soiled pair of trousers. <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem you got, though, as far as Scott Morrison actually taking that coal and like it, him himself getting it and, cher yeah. and cherishing it the way you want him to, yeah. is that he's already gotten so much coal from Santa Claus <laughs> over the years. He's been a real bad boy for a long time. <laughs> Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Rigging elections since before it was cool. The Chaser Report. Senator Rex Patrick of South Australia joins us once again. He is up for re-election this time. Hi, Rex. G'day, guys. How are you? Yeah, good. How's Doing the campaign good. going? Oh, look, it's... Uh, you know, it, moves in different directions each day. I've been out on the hustings. Uh, you know, there's lots and lots of different things that you have to do, getting uh, sort of digital messaging across, uh, getting things in, in the papers, uh, make sure you're getting out and, uh, and uh, you yeah, talking to people, listening to what they're saying, uh, but also doing uh, your regular uh, senator work uh, back at the office as well. So it's a pretty busy time. Uh, I'll be glad when uh, when the election campaign is over. What's your argument in favour of, of putting in an integrity commission um, and, and what would it look like in your model? Look, I don't think uh, anyone can realistically think that there isn't corruption or misfeasance or malfeasance taking place uh, in the federal uh, public sector. Uh, it happens in all of the state sectors, public sectors, so... Uh, it, people would be foolish to think that everything is squeaky clean uh, where, where we sit. The aim of a, an integrity commission, first and foremost, is, is deterrence, uh, to stop people even thinking about doing things 
that might draw the attention of, of an ICAC. And it's for that reason you've got to have an ICAC that's got uh, a lot of teeth. Uh, the ICAC has to be able to carry out its job in such a way that people go, you know what, I don't want to ever come anywhere near the, the ICAC radar. Right. Just to, to keep it clear, the fact that we paid you 10000 to do this interview, that doesn't need to be disclosed <laughs> to anyone. Geez, you guys, have, you've really come up in the world with that sort of money. I was, I was very surprised with the offer, actually. Yeah, look, I, I don't know if the invoice is actually going to be paid. Let's, <laughs> let's see. Now, look, um, there's been a lot of talk about cost of living uh, during the course of this, yes. this campaign. Uh, Anthony Albanese had a bit of a shocker uh, early up to not knowing the unemployment rate. So we've just got a couple of questions here to check how relatable and down-to-earth you really are, despite that being your pitch. Alex, did you want to kick off the... Uh, the cost of living precious oh, yeah. quiz and put the senator on the spot. Okay, we, we've got a classic one to start with. Um, how much does a loaf of bread cost? Oh, well, I'm going to give you a political answer, so it depends. There are so many bread choices nowadays, it's almost impossible to uh, give a, a conclusive answer. And it also depends on whether you buy it at the local um, convenience store where it is more expensive or you go to uh, Woolies or Coles or IGA or Foodland. So, um, look, it's around about... I'd say the average, the mean price for a loaf of bread would be about $3. I'm sorry, that's wrong. I just I just stepped outside um, outside our office and a bowl of handmade sourdough costs $16 at the bakery here in the city. <laughs> so I'm sorry, that's a bit right. out of touch there. Yep, I'm afraid that's none from one. What about this, a litre of oat milk? What would that cost? Well... Okay, that's a very unfair question. Um, I'm I'm a South Australian, and we only drink Farmers Union Union iced coffee. That's all we know about. Um, that's a pretty good one. So I know that's about. If, if you go to Woolies, you can get uh, uh, two liters of Farmers Union iced coffee for about I think it's about four dollars twenty if uh, on a good day. You haven't answered um, the question, and I think that's correct because it tastes so crap you'd never buy it. Yeah. Well done. That's uh, one from two. Okay. So, how much is a liter of petrol? A liter of petrol. I do know. Well, uh, it, it also it also varies. Um, it's currently just below two dollars a liter. Um, uh, but I'm glad you allowed allowed me to to make this plug, and that is that uh, I was the politician who came out on my lonesome and called for the halving of fuel excise. Mm. It did get up to two dollars twenty a liter. Uh, uh, Scott Morrison originally said, nah, what a crazy idea having the fuel access. Uh, Josh Feidenberg said the same thing. Angus Taylor said the same thing. And then they sort of warmed to the idea as we got closer to the budget. Uh, and then uh, when on budget night, uh, Scott Morrison or Josh Feidenberg announced that as his own idea. So um, uh, we, we have seen the price up to $2.20, but recently has, it has dropped by um, the fuel half the fuel excise amount, which is about twenty two cents, uh, sitting below uh, two dollars now. Yeah, well, still way too high, still harmful to people in my view. Uh, you know, we've just seen uh, the the, the uh, interest rate, um, oh, sorry, the um, inflation rate uh, come on, come in at five point one percent. That is really going to uh, cause problems into the future with uh, with interest rates. Uh, but it also reflects the fact that we are what, paying way too much for groceries, for for, for uh, rental, um, and also for fuel. Yeah, I mean you were correct on the price of petrol, and I'm I'm very grateful that you uh, <laughs> helped uh, lower the excise, and you, you still think it's too expensive. Which actually leads me to my next question: Can I borrow some money because my tank is is almost empty? It would it would really help the community. Well, me personally. <coughs> 
Well, look, I'm sorry, you're not a South Australian. And uh, I represent Help South Australian, so I'm just going to have to say no to that. I'd come down, but I don't have the money to drive there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much is a litre of water? If you just turn on the tap uh, and uh, let it flow, it's it's uh, it's very, very cheap. I, I've never divided that number through, but uh, it's, it's a, a minimum cost. But in actual fact, uh, you can find uh, water sometimes more expensive than milk. Not quite, Senator. The correct answer is that uh, Angus Taylor got uh, $80 million for water that allegedly didn't exist. So the price per litre of that water was essentially infinite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although some bottled water is close to that price. What about what about a litre of caviar? Do you know how much that costs? Uh, no, I don't. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't eat caviar very often. So, look, I've failed that one. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're half right because they're not sold per litre. They're sold per gram. That was actually a question sent in by an M Turnbull, I think. That was a great, great question. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, what is the cost of a plane ticket to Hawaii? Yeah, I could have told you that a few years ago. I used to travel quite a lot overseas. Um, uh, depends on whether uh, there's bushfires on or not. Uh, Depends, yeah. You know, that that can that can affect the price. Uh, maybe if you catch a raft jet uh, to go there, even cheaper. Mm, not quite. It's about fifteen hundred dollars return. Plus, it looks like it's going to cost a prime ministership. <laughs> yes, it will. It could, could well do that. All right, Senator. Well, uh, look, you, you failed the the, the the questions, but I think given the questions, that's actually counts as a win. So well done, <laughs> and thank you, you for joining us on the Chaser Report. And thanks for not telling us to Google it. Always a pleasure. Yeah, no, I'll go. I'm, I'm now going to go and have to Google a few more things in case, uh, in case I get uh, asked as I wander down the street. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, ninety-six percent replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a thirty-night guarantee. Plus, get fifteen percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The only podcast without UAP ads. The Chaser Report. Now, Dom, I told you over the last 48 hours, I've heard nothing but triple whammies and cost of living crisis. Yeah. I can't do much about triple whammies. As I said, Ian Turpy, unfortunately, is dead. But what I can tell you about is the cost of living crisis because these guys, they're talking about payouts as a solution. It's not a solution. It's going to increase prices, like we already said. But I thought to myself, it's easy to throw sticks and stones at politicians. Mm. Why don't you come up with solutions yourself? So I've put my, I've put my noggin down and I am. I have come up with some absolute roll gold solutions for the cost of living crisis. Don't let me PM, but implement these, and it will save, save us all. If 
if you will. I'm glad someone is fighting the curse of inflation, Chazzy. I certainly am. Okay, first of all, simple, simple tip. Number one, average spend on food. I looked up, this got researcher segment, $91 a week is what we spend on food. That's too much, Dom, too much. Getting two items per meal from the McDonald's dollar menu is $42 a week. <laughs> Cost of living halved, Dom. Well done. Halved. And I get, notice how generous I was, two items per meal. Not just one. Two items. Did you factor in the uh, cost of the cardiologist? <laughs> I did not. That's a good. That's a fair call. Okay. Second thing you can do. Very, very, very simple step. Ban avocado. I have been assured by boomers for the last ten years that avocado is the sole reason millennials can't afford houses because they spend too much on smashed avocado, etc. Mm. I did the maths again. Simple maths. About twenty-five percent of Australia are millennials. About that's about six million. About $400,000 a house on average. That means if they stopped having avocado, it would save us approximately $2.4 trillion. That's money in the bank for all Australians, Dom. Do it for your country. (laughs) Simple. Next one, transport, a key area of price rises. In fact, it could be the number one area with with petrol. Petrol, yeah, yeah. Exactly. This is the easiest one in the world. I, I can't believe that. In fact, Albo is already going some way towards doing this. Bring COVID back. (laughs) <laughs> Transport costs slashed on. That's true. Petrol's never been cheaper than it was during the lockdown. <laughs> totally. It was and fantastic. And so, yes, yeah, so Albo and the deputy leader, whatever his name is, I've already forgotten it. They, 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 they are bringing that. They are showing us the way forward to cost of living, uh, cost of living drops right there. Uh, next one. Uh, we all know about how our parents and grandparents bought fifty thousand dollar houses they back did. in the nineteen eighties. Mm. Uh, nine eighties, you could buy everything for way less. That's the problem. Everything costs so much more now, right? Simple. Bring back 1984 dollars. They bought so much more than the current <laughs> dollars, right? You might go, well, where, where, where are you going to get them from? If you make a dollar now, Chaz, that's a 2022 dollar. So where's the 1984 coming from, Chaz? Simple. Who, anyone who's over the age of 40 has stashed dollar notes and two dollar notes from the 1980s. Right? Think about how many of them must be out there in the community, just stashed oh. away in drawers. Can you imagine all the little dollar mites um, savings tins that <laughs> totally. be full of dollar coins? No one ever used that money. It'd just be sitting around. One of those $1 notes, let me tell you, I've got dollar notes at home. That's, that's worth 20 redskins. Just bang, straight away. No problems. And that's your food for a week too. <laughs> exactly. You don't need to go to the dollar menu from McDonald's. Uh, once again, think, think about this. If you've stashed away $25,002 notes... You could buy a house. Wow. It's that easy. It's that easy, Dom. Uh, getting to the big picture, though, these are, these, are, these are small ball suggestions. Can I just make one point, though? Yes. They're not called Redskins anymore. They're called Red Rippers because uh, in the 80s, uh, people didn't mind that that term was racist. Well, you see, not only have I missed out on everything that's happened in politics for the last six years, but I've also ha- missed out what's happened in, in – in racist-sounding confectionery. <laughs> <laughs> so I missed that. But, yeah, regardless, the point is, I'm not sure if you can buy a Red Ripper for five nine eighty four cents. maybe because they didn't exist then. There's some kind of space-time continuum thing happening there. I'll have to ask the guy, the doctor from Back to the Future. But <laughs> as far as solving the cost of living crisis goes, I'm going to the big picture now. Final tip, Dom, and this one, this one is an absolute surefire winner. If we turn Australia into the world's biggest sewer, Okay, just effluent and human waste flowing freely all over the place. Right. We just become, and we, we, it makes everyone depressed and miserable. We all become horrible and sick and we're all screwed up and we all just turn on each other. Mm. Elon Musk will want to buy us for, for 
tens of billions of dollars. And then that's money for all of us. Oh, so we turn Australia into Twitter. Yes, exactly. The real life manifestation of Twitter. Brilliant idea. Elon Musk will not be able to resist and will be saved. Chaz, your nation thanks you for your great work. That's it for today. We'll catch you on Monday. We are part of the ACAST Creator Network and our gear is from Road Microphones.